So, Dan, one of the reasons people listen to the Erotic Awakening podcast is they just want to have amazing sex. Sure they do. And that's why I want to tell you about a popular sexual enhancer called the Promiscent Delay Spray. It's used by a million men, and it's clinically proven to help you last longer in bed. It takes the edge off, brings those sensitivity levels down, so that you don't have to worry about about finishing too soon. (laughs) No prescriptions, no mess. And no subscriptions required, just better sex, guaranteed with a 60-day money-back policy. In previous episodes of this podcast, I shared my experience. I found it easy to use, I lasted longer, and I tell you, Dawn, when we start hitting those swing clubs, I plan to take it with me to give myself a bit more confidence. Grab a bottle and see for yourself... Shipping is fast and discreet. Head on over to Promiscent.com. You'll find all kinds of cool stuff to enhance your sex life. And if you use the promo code AWAKENINGS15, you're going to get a 15% off your purchase and free shipping. One more time. That promo code is AWAKENINGS15. That's 15% off your purchase and get free shipping. Uh, Let's start start the the show. This week on Erotic Awakening... Orgasm control. Time to play and vagina mouth. What? Welcome to Erotic Awakening, <laughs> an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. The Erotic Awakening podcast is grateful to the support of our patrons who receive ad-free early access to podcasts, as well as other great perks like an upcoming contest we're about to tell you about. Ooh. Thank you to our new supporters. Holy cow, we've got a lot of them. So one is the amazing Amber. The second one is the Justified John. Justified John. It starts with J. (laughs) I couldn't come up with anything better. The Masterly Michael, maybe? And Super (laughs) Sally. Awesome. Hi, Dan. Hi, Dawn. (laughs) That wasn't too bad, huh? That wasn't too bad. So So, Dawn... uh, we got all kinds of interesting things to talk about. Um, I love the fact that when our, our preview of upcoming topics, one of them made you say, what the fuck? <laughs> but first thing we're going to talk about today is you and I, when we first got started yes, 20 years ago, one of the things that wow. I wanted to do, because I saw it on, I actually remember that this demo that I saw, okay. it, very first Ohio Leather Fest that we went to. Mm-hmm. Um, long before we were doing demo bottoming or presenting or anything, we just went as regular old attendees. Mm-hmm. I saw a class and I believe it, and I'm not positive, but I'm going to suggest it was Phantom teaching the class and he had a modified toothbrush, electric toothbrush that he was using as a sex toy. Oh, I kind of remember that. The thing that I took away from that class that I remember is this idea of orgasm control or orgasm on command. Mm-hmm. And you and I, I said, oh, well, that sounds fucking awesome. We're going to do that. And we went through some training where you are not allowed to orgasm until I gave you permission. Yep. I remember that. <laughs> do you remember how you <laughs> asked me for permission? No. Usually I'm begging yeah, Normally, I do it yeah. now. <laughs> Normally, you just say, can I come? Yes, that is true. And after about the second or third or fourth time, I say yes, normally. Mm -hmm. The really interesting aspect of that was how, so how this happens, right? Now, you are not a insto-come sort of person. Mm -mm. Um, 
the methodology is really straightforward. It, it but it it's me doing whatever it is that I do to make you come. And for those listening that say, well, be more specific. When you find something that works, one of the things that I learned in how to make a girl come class, which I just made up, I never actually went to, but <laughs> one of the things that I was told that I that I do believe seems to work. And I used to make this mistake a lot. I would do something that seemed to work, right? So I would start rubbing on your arm. Mm -hmm. Well, all right, I'd be rubbing your nipple and you'd really seem to be getting into it. Mm -hmm. And then I would flip over to biting your nipple and you'd be getting into that. And then I'd flip over to uh, licking your armpit. And, no, I wouldn't do that. Get <laughs> dry mouth because I ate deodorant. <laughs> but what I found is that when you find something that works, stay with it. Stay mm -hmm. with it. Same pressure, same rhythm, right. and just stick with it. Um, so using that methodology, getting you to a place where you are ready to come. But it's not enough that you got ready to a place, that you got to a place where you're ready to come. You have to get one step beyond that so that you're a, that you're willing to verbalize your desire to come absolutely boy we absolutely got into that topic super fast and talking about coming in 30 seconds of the <laughs> podcast <laughs> so if you haven't listened to the podcast before oh, yeah, yeah. um this is what we talk about now so. you know, well you remember earlier in the podcast of your uh we were prohibited by law, offended by adult topics. Stop listening right now. Oh, that's true. Right then. Right then. Yeah. So cool. But yes, this is what, what you would do is you would, my assumption is, is that you would get me to where I was ready to come and kind of train me that way. Mm -hmm. Because then I would beg and you, I'm assuming, are listening to my body to see when I am ready and then tell me to do it. There's a there's a, a number of dynamics going on here, actually. Mm -hmm. Part of it is your desire to please, your desire mm. to serve, right? Mm -hmm. So tell me about what that's like to feel that desire to come. Why don't you just come? Why are you waiting for my permission? Well, because exactly what you said. I mean, I do have an innate desire I wonder if that's the right word, but I'm going to use it. An innate desire to please you. So I'm not going to come, hopefully, 98% of the time without your permission because that's what you want from me. Mm -hmm. There have been a couple of moments where you have not said yes fast enough. <laughs> and and I have regardless. And then I end up feeling bad. You find it hot. And we have to have a conversation right. later. <laughs> that I did not fail. <laughs> and part se. of the, Yeah, part of that is like you were saying, right? I do have to listen to your body. And I have to give... Because physically, I am pushing you to the place you're going to come whether you have permission or not. Right. And you're not trying to set me up for failure. Right. You're trying to set me up for success because that's how you're going to train me, mm -hmm. right, over and over. So by, by doing, yeah. <laughs> and the trick becomes, um, I have to, like you said, I have to listen to your body and I have to give you permission to come prior to you getting to a place you're going to come without permission. 
Right. Because if I feel like I've failed you, that doesn't help. Mm -hmm. So that's not going to help with the training because then I'm going to be too scared to do anything, which is going to inhibit me coming at all. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Now, uh, it's valuable for us that, you know, when we talk about orgasm control for us, it's not just me over you. Mm-hmm. There are occasions where, um, well, we're we're going to go teach a class, right? Now, you know that <laughs> thing about athletes, you don't go having orgasms before the big, the big events. I don't know how true that is or not true, but we figure ha- having a big orgasm before we go teaching is not necessarily a great idea. So well, we will- we've actually done that before in our early days, mm-hmm. and um, it's not a good idea. We end up losing... Some of our um, energy. Yeah. Which is, it's a We want to nap. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That old saw, right? (laughs) Um, But, so what we would do is we would fuck, generate energy. Generate energy, And just not, and not fuck to orgasm. And then just stop and go do the class. Kind of edging is what we would do. So we would edge, fuck a little bit. Yep. That would connect us energetically and physically and then we get to where we want to do the um the workshop and you know we can just feel the tingle with each other Mm -hmm. and it's just a really good interaction back and forth and we actually did the this edging of ourselves way before that back Mm -hmm. when we were just starting to date basically right um so when we talk about orgasm control, it's not just the power exchangey, the leader letting the or making the follower only come on command. That is part of it. Another part of it is, as a male-bodied human, for me to teach myself not to, to be okay with not coming. Uh, and now this gets even deeper into our study of tantra and uh, all kinds of cool. Energetic. Separating orgasms from ejaculation, mm-hmm. all that type of stuff. And part of the sacred sexuality path mm-hmm. and the Kaddishti path. This idea of gaining power over, uh, for male-bodied people, gaining power over your desire to come. Because you don't have often, and I, I'm not going to say never, but often you want to come. You don't need to come. Uh, now there is a, a there is a point as a male-bodied person where avoiding orgasm for too long is unpleasant. Unpleasant. You know what? I'm going to say for a female-bodied person as well because mm-hmm. I can get very um, frustrated in my daily life if I don't have an orgasm after a while. Mm-hmm. Now. Part of our so let me go back to this idea kinda of kind of like hangry. Except <laughs> <laughs> instead of a Snickers. That would be for interesting dildo commercials, actually. Um, I wonder if we could get Betty White to do that. I don't know. When we would talk about, you know, our orgasm control at option around me telling you whether you're allowed to come or not. Mm-hmm. Does that impact your masturbation? Um, no, actually. It it can affect my masturbation if you tell me 
I'm not allowed to have an orgasm at all without your permission, which mm-hmm. you've done before. So, and you have at the beginning, you have had me given me the commands that I can play with myself, but I'm not allowed to orgasm. And if I'm going to orgasm, I have to call you. Remember that? Mm-hmm. I've called yeah. you at work oh, before. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Man, we used to have pagers. I used to page <laughs> you at work so that you could call me back. I would page you my phone number and you would call me back or something like that because we were on landlines then, not cell phones. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so at work, I'm on the work phone <laughs> <laughs> begging to come. And, uh, yeah, we did do that. Mm-hmm. So, yes, it can affect me. At, at that point, right? But now you've actually, um, I want to talk about two different things about orgasm control, but you actually had to back off a little bit mm-hmm. once I started dating. Right. Because I was so used to only being able to come at your command, and now I'm dating other people, and I don't have you telling me that I, and, it, and I was stuttering. I was having a hard time getting to that pinnacle. You know, I could actually feel myself, you know, get there, get there, get there, and then not be able to do anything about it because the trigger, the trigger word wasn't there Mm -hmm. for me to go over the edge. So um, we we started doing different things. Yep. And you said you had a second thing. So the second thing was, is that usually when people talk about, which orgasm control, they're talking about um, denying someone until they're allowed to. Mm-hmm. But you know, there's another way to do orgasm control, and that is making someone do it over and over and over and over again. Having mm-hmm. an orgasm over and over and over forced again. Forced orgasm. Not stopping. Forced orgasm, yes. Yeah. So control, re, re, um, limiting, and control forcing. Mm-hmm. So both of them are orgasm control. I just wanted to mention that. Yeah, and, and we should do something more about forced orgasm in a future show. Um, After we practice a little bit. Uh, there you uh, <laughs> Hey, did you pack the Hitachi in this RV? Absolutely. Well, there you go. Though I'm not much of a Hitachi girl. I also brought my suction dildo. I'm more of a suction dildo girl. Suction. As in it'll suck on the edge of this recliner and I can back up to it. Or on the oh, counter. Oh, a suction dildo. Yeah, oh, the suction cup. Oh, I got you. I got you. I thought you meant oh, your... Oh, the clit sucker. The clit sucker. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. The suction cup dildo with the clit sucker. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the podcast, folks. We'll maybe sit back next You know, week. where we're parked at, they've, they've got um, wooden chairs out there by the fire ring. Oh. That would be hot. That would be hot. We never did get to use your uh, picnic table at the last campsite. I know. No, that was kind of, well, the first one, the picnic table is a little old and moldy, mildewy. Mildew is not a sexual? No. Okay. So it was all wet. And the second one, the second spot that they had us move to, the RVs were way too close together. Mm -hmm. So that just, that was more, yeah, no, I'm okay with being watched. Actually, I love being watched, but not when there's families around. That's not my vibe. We will talk, uh... Yeah, that's absolutely not your vibe. Matter of <laughs> fact, you still feel guilty that the two raccoons caught us that one time. <laughs> they were baby raccoons. We scarred them. When it comes to <laughs> orgasm control, um, I have I've tried cock rings. Mm-hmm. I have. Uh, what have you thought? You haven't tried cock rings for a long time. No, it's what been a you, long, long time. What, what was your experience with them? Never. Um, 
good. But Do I know people use them. I, I think it's one of those things where you grab one and you assume you can figure out how it works and you use it. And it didn't really work out for me. Yeah. But I was never that. It never really worked for me. Okay. Okay. Um, I have tried a variety of tantric techniques. Mm-hmm. Some and and some been successful. successful. Yeah. Um, delay spray, which will we've talked about on previous episodes of the podcast, and um, there is a uh, tantric technique of old, old tantra, real school tantra. Of taking a stick and shoving it in your pee hole to deaden things. What? I haven't tried that one. Why do I not? I haven't heard of this one. This is from... That would be like sounding, wouldn't it? Uh, less pleasant than sounding, yeah. Okay. And it's because most of the Tantra around doesn't isn't that style of... 2,000-year-old Tantra. It's the right. Mademoiselle Cosmopolitan. Right. But you know what? I, I, something offends me about deadening the feeling of your cock mm-hmm. just so you can last longer. I am very much, very, and I know I've said it on here before, but I am very much about the, if you come fast, that is just hucking, hucking fat for me. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hot for me. Because... Uh, and I know guys don't believe me. And when I say this, they look at me and go, yeah, right. You know, that that's not true. But it really is for me. I don't have the goal of orgasm. I'm a weird girl. Mm-hmm. I love orgasms, but that's not my goal. My goal is intimate time with my partner. So when we fuck and he comes early, to me... In my head, the story I tell myself is because I'm so fucking hot that he can't hold off. Now, as long as he doesn't roll over and go to sleep, but right. we spend more intimate time together, then that is perfectly fine with me. So, but I could be an odd girl. Well, you are. We know that. <laughs> um but it's absolutely true. It's more important to me to have intimate, connected time than to have. And I dig that. The, but the reality is that the um, being raised as, an at least in America, I can only speak for that, as a male-bodied person, you're really taught the important, you know, what's important. You got to get over it. I concur. I, I gotta concur. Get, you know, guys got to get over that because if they're so worried about coming too fast they're missing out on some amazing opportunities i i i agree there's a flip side to it though there's some value in learning some techniques learning some skills that is true or, too. Y- you know however you get there of lasting well, longer but you know what's funny so guys are worried about coming too fast mm-hmm. right and women are told because sometimes some of us take longer to reach an orgasm that we're not hot either. Mm. So the girls that are liked are the ones that can come over and over. The multi-orgasmers, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of us women out there that are not multi-orgasmers. Or multi-orgasmers. Okay, Thank you. So, but that's really odd. Men... Okay, this is stuck in my head now. Okay. Men are worried about coming too fast. Women that come fast are highly desired. 
Okay. Because it's men's prowess that makes them come fast. It is both aspects of that is about ego, if you ask me. Absolutely. But I, I will still say there is great, there is value as a male-bodied person to be able to extend things out. I can see that. But now I'm, and, and this conversation's got me stuck in my head now, because how many opportunities have I missed or how, I mean, when I negotiate with people and sex is involved, I will actually tell them up front if I don't have an orgasm, mm-hmm. don't worry about it. It's hard for me to reach orgasm. It has nothing to do with you. And then it becomes this challenge thing to where their whole goal is to make me orgasm because I don't orgasm with everybody. And then it just becomes boring. It becomes boring because then that's the goal. Instead of just having pleasure during sex, making doing orgasm becomes the goal. And then it's just, uh, okay. Okay. So, well, now I'm frustrated. <laughs> so later, <laughs> to figure out if you can make me come on command. Go. <laughs> Circle back around because that did work for us. It did work for us. Upcoming events for the Erotic Awakening. <laughs> You're done with the subject. <laughs> podcast include all kinds of things like the group, Owl Group, Eros Gatherings, our patron chats, live podcasts, Zoom Calasses. We just had a fabulous Patreon chat yesterday, so with our Patreons, that was awesome. So um, keep up with all of our events, uh, our book news, so we're working now that we're kind of settled in the RV, we're going to be working on our next Power Exchange book, discounts and more via the Erotic Awakening newsletter. And get your EA shout out, like John from Kentucky, Michael from Kentucky, Lucian or Kakal from Ohio. Oh, I know Lucian. <laughs> you, you know Kakal. I know Kakal. <laughs> uh, Jai from Georgia. Oh my gosh! So and uh, oh, Hilly from New Orleans. Nakisha from Philadelphia. Nice. So awesome. So and lots more people. If you if you registered for this the newsletter after August 9th, you will hear your name on the next show. Man, we had a lot of people. We did. So, well, I just threw the um, how to do it out on FetLife ah. this morning, too. So um, get your EA shout out. Head over to eroticawakening.com, and there is a button there that says get your EA shout out, and you can sign up for the newsletter. And I, I promise not to spam you too much, but that is how you will find out about all of our Zoom classes and stuff. Um, you know, we're presenting for uh, Wicked Grounds again this month. We'll be talking about our high protocol year. So that'll be fun. We should do that again. Our high protocol year? Yeah, that was pretty neat. That was pretty neat. That was our second year in our power exchange relationship. I think the first year was building our foundation, and the second year was high protocol leather, So, which I totally enjoyed being the introvert that I am because I didn't have to talk to too many people. I just had to pay attention to you. Dawn... You just mentioned we had this cool Discord chat last night. Or actually, uh, I'm Patreon sorry, not chat. Patreon chat. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things that came out of that is we were listening to, and I won't say people's names, but uh, one person who was getting ready to go to a uh, party in Chicago, mm-hmm. and another person was telling us about parties in Louisville and Kentucky and Indiana. A swing club in Lexington. Mm-hmm. Are, and it's really neat. And there's two things I want. First, um, it's really neat that we have a, a tiny home on wheels now 
Because now we can just go to all these different parties, all these different events. If we want to go visit Checkers down in Texas, mm-hmm. we point the, the vehicle that way and away we go. But I'm not going to ask you. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to ask you if you're ready to go back to play parties because you're going to talk about is it time to go back to play parties from a COVID perspective and that kind of thing. So I'm not asking that question. Okay. I am instead asking, are you ready to go back to play parties from a, let's assume. Physical, spiritual, emotional desire. Thank you. Yes. Absolutely. So I would love to. Um, what do you miss? I guess it's really what I'm shooting for. Why? Why, why? do you want to go back? Oh, my gosh. We well, haven't we been had... to a play party for how long now? Okay. The last 18 time. months? The last time we were around a group of people that wasn't a play party, it wasn't the space, was March 13th of 2020. Okay. So a play party would probably have been the weekend before that Mm -hmm. would have been a space party because that was usually the first Saturday, if I remember right. So that would have been March 6th-ish, so 6th or 7th. In general, though. So it's been about 18 months. March, April, May, June, July, August. Shit. So yeah, why go back? What is, what is it that you've been missing? What have I been missing? I've been missing being able to just be me. To walk into a space, be naked if I want to, see other naked people, see happy people, see people totally in their primal selves, their happy selves, you know, just letting all of that out. And being able to let out my primal and sexual and, you know, that piece of me. So, and I get to do it at play parties. I get to dress up. I get to see how other people dress up. I get to see boobies. I get to see, I get to hear people laughing or screaming mm-hmm. or, you know, just all of that inner self that gets hidden behind mask out in the vanilla world. You know, yep. I like to hug people. I like to talk naughty with people. I like to just be able to say words that I can't say in the grocery store. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I could. But no, I miss all of that realness. Mm -hmm. So how about you? I mean, are are you missing parties at all? And I, I would like to put out there that I'm missing parties where I don't have to have a checklist and go around and make sure everybody's following the rules, which is what I had to do as a director. So you miss parties you don't have to run. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I absolutely, Mm. there are aspects of the parties that I miss. uh, And we were sharing this on our patron chat last night. One of the things I miss is flirting. Yeah. It is, there are are some, most of my life, it is, I am, uh, most of my life, it is, I am greatly concerned about flirting because of consent. Right. Now, just because somebody goes to a play party doesn't mean that you have consent to flirt with them. But it is a step in the right direction to people that want to connect. They want to have that conversation, right? Um, You know, it's fair to assume if you go to a swing club, you are there because you enjoy the swinging lifestyle. I get it. Some people go just to hang out and get to be themselves. But it's a swing club. So if I ask you in a pleasant, non-abrasive way, 
for sex in a swing club, you shouldn't be offended. You should simply say, yeah, that'd be great. Or, nope, not what I'm going for. And I will graciously turn away. Mm-hmm. I miss that freedom to express myself that way. To say, you know what? You're hot. And I want to go talk to you because you're hot. Or I find something about you attractive. And see if we could do something physical together. Mm-hmm. Um, I miss that energy. I kind of miss... I don't know why, because this was never important to me before, but I kind of miss dressing up. I kind of miss <laughs> showing up, you know, being there, looking around. Yeah. I feel like I want to prowl, for lack of a better term. Yeah. I'm at that. So I was just getting to, and I got to remember, I got something else to say, too. But um, I was just getting to the point. Now, I've been doing this for 20 years at this point, right? And... um. When we first got started, you would go to bed early and you would say, Dawn, why don't you just go down to the dungeon? You know you're, you're going to be up for a few hours. And I'd be like, oh, no, I can't do that without you. And in the f- past few years, I've been like, hey, Dan, you going to bed yet? Because I'm going down to the dungeon, <laughs> right? And I have been known to be one of the last ones as, as the, the lights come up. And I'd be masturbating under a piece of furniture or something, mm-hmm. you know, just being in that energy. And I was getting to where I was um, uh, cultivating event play partners. You know, at KK, I had a certain couple of people I played with. At the AIS events, I had a certain couple of people I played with. So I was just getting into that and feeling really confident in myself and and doing this. And then COVID hit. So I want to get back to that. I want to get back to cultivating those relationships that I had at different events. But the other thing that I was going to say, remember I said I didn't want to go as someone that ran an mm-hmm. event? Yeah. I changed my mind. I also liked running the events. I liked doing the newbie orientation. Mm. I liked the newbies that came in and, you know, and as someone would ping me and I would come up to the front door and it'd be like, okay, so you guys have not been to a party before? All right. You are getting ready to walk around a curtain when we walk around this door. You are going to see nudity. You are going to see nakedness. You are going to hear screaming. Keep in mind that everybody is having fun. This is all consensual. You can watch. Don't get too close. And then I would go talk about how sex was allowed in the dungeon, but that um, they probably wouldn't see that much, but don't be surprised if they did. Here's the sexy time, you know? So just opening the door to all these people Mm -hmm. that are like, oh my gosh, I found home. Yeah. That, I miss that too. Yep, absolutely. So (laughs) getting back to the fact that COVID is still a thing. Right. We're not quite ready to go. No, we do have an event that we're going to be teaching at in October unless mm-hmm. numbers Phys- and physically ch- physically, physically at. teaching yep. at. So, and that is Fingers one of crossed. those places that I have cultivated a couple of play partners. Yeah. And, and friends and, and friends. just connections. And yeah. that's also where I run the Volva circle. Mm-hmm. So all of us women shoulder to shoulder masturbating. I mean <sighs> Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Let's see what happens. Yep. The Rod Awakening Podcast is sponsored by Promiscent. Dawn, in a previous episode of this podcast, I shared my experience with the Promiscent Delay Spray. Like I said, it found it easy to use. I lasted longer. And there is value in that confidence that you gain by knowing you're going to make it 
through the whole show, so to speak. <laughs> so grab a bottle and see for yourself. Shipping is fast and discreet. And while you're over at Promiscent, you can see an assortment of other sexy stuff to enhance your sexy life. <laughs> so, and if you use the promo code AWAKENINGS15, you're going to get 15% off your purchase with free shipping. So, Dawn, you're going to get to talk about your the awesome tattoo. And then I'm going to... to <laughs> You talk about your cool <laughs> tattoo first. So Sniff Moosent sent um, an octopus tattoo that was just amazing. So much fabulous color. So that was yeah. Oh, it, that I, and I'm looking artwork. at that now. That is just stunning level stunning? of detail work. The blues, the reds, the yellows. That is just amazing. Oh, I thought you'd like the purple. It was part of it. <laughs> That's uh, so that was sent in by Vitalis. Um, and we very much appreciate that coming out of New York, apparently long time listener. Awesome. And then I got to talk about what Minotaurus sent me. I don't even know what the fuck this is. And this is, this was on our discord channel. So yes. if you are a patron and you're on our discord, you get access to our not safe for work pictures, which is where some of the tentacle pictures and the food on boobs come in. Mm -hmm. So Minotaurus sent you food on boobs. Yes, so there's uh, no, this, this nice <laughs> kraken um, wearing sunglasses in the, on the beach. That's fine. Right. This is not food on boobs. This is a vagina with a huge mouth eating a burger. <laughs> like a cheeseburger. You will not. There's no way I can describe this picture. Head over to Patreon, or I'm sorry, head over to Discord, uh, the Not Safe Work Pictures area, and you see for yourself. I don't have a clue. What else to say about that? <laughs> Thanks, oh, Minotaurus. Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks, Minotaurus. Dan go, what the, the fuck? <laughs> uh, if you'd like to say what the fuck, head over to Instagram. Well, you will see some pictures of our move, uh, our favorite campsite, just because it's called 69, and all other cool shit on the picture of the day on Instagram. So we try to do it daily, but it, usually we skip a week and then we have five. <laughs> In one day. Yeah, that, that sounds interesting like interesting things happen. So take a moment to support the podcast. Rate us on Apple Podcast, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or the Indian one. We need to put the Indian one in here. <laughs> or wherever you listen. Or just, you know, tell your friends. <laughs> or feel free to write us. Uh, you know what, Don? And that's one of the things that I really like about what we're doing. Yeah. Look. You might have heard an ad. You might have heard us pitching Patreon. It don't matter. Mm -mm. Feel free. Just write us. If you need to talk to somebody, you want to talk about something, got questions, you don't have to be a member or anything like that. Yeah. We love getting emails. We do. And you can write us at Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. You can. Or find our FetLife profile under Dan and Dawn. What's our Twitter handle? <gasps> Dan and Dawn, I think. It might be Dan and Dawn. It might be Erotic Awakening. No, it's Dan and Dawn. Is it? <laughs> awesome. Bye, Dawn. Bye, Dan. <laughs> <laughs>